Hey guys, you're listening to another podcast, the Cloud Evangelist website. My name is Richard Morrell. Thanks for taking time out of your day to download this file. Today, we have podcast royalty. We hit gold, guys. We've got Brian Stevens in the studio. Brian, of course, is the chief technology officer here over at Red Hat. We're going to be talking technology. We're going to be talking open source. We're going to be talking OpenStack and community. Brian understands the whole gamut inside and out, how we take enterprise customers and we take them safely to cloud. We also harness their ambitions and try and underwrite that with all the certified offerings that Red Hat bring to the table. So without further ado, here's Mr. Stevens. I'm going to let him do the talking for himself. Enjoy the podcast. Come back soon. Recording this podcast today in London at the Red Hat Tour, and I'm joined by the venerable Brian Stevens. Brian, say hi. Hey, Richard. <laughs> okay, so you've been sitting on stage today talking in round tables. You've been giving a keynote speech. You were in Portland with me last week. We were talking OpenStack. Technology's changing, but Red Hat's still at the forefront. When you started this journey 11 or 12 years ago, and there was a cardboard box with a book and three stickers and a CD, did you ever think it would be this diverse? I had no idea, and even back then I had no idea. When, you know, when I came to Red Hat, Red Hat was, it cast such a big shadow. From the outside, this brand was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I thought there was probably 20,000 people inside of Red Hat back then, and you show up and there's 200, and they're just getting started. Mm-hmm. So it was a really amazing time back then, but that's a technologist's dream. Our technologist's dream is really, to be honest, isn't just about technology. It's about does that technology reach people? Mm-hmm. And with a brand like the Shadow Man, it was really easy to get technology into people's hands, and that was what was so exciting. But I think it was great back in the days of... Eric and Donnie and Rob, you know, it just had this ability as a company to garner all of these open source commodities and turn it and productize it. But that's where the difficult work started. And I think we're starting that again in cloud now, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, speaking back to those guys, I really feel like I missed this whole era of what Red Hat was before. So I've heard of them, but they're sort of a mystery to me. But yeah, it does feel like we're on that second phase. We were in that, we really felt like when we were moving from Red Hat Linux, which was so amazing as a product into enterprise Linux, the stodgy, boring part of the business, right? It definitely felt like we're betting the company. Mm-hmm. There was a no turning back bet. And it feels like we're kind of there again today, right? And so we've got a lot of product lines and, you know, we've sort of, many of which are very successful, but it seems like the first time to me is sort of the wave that's happening in cloud is that open source is the leading driving technology is one piece of it. And then together the it's this collaborative model of getting there, much like Linux was. So it feels like kind of going back to where we were 10 years ago, where mm-hmm. you don't quite know where it's going to end up, but the Red Hat brand and the development model feels like we've got a, a really strong chance. Looking at some of the keynotes last week at the OpenStack Developer Summit, I was over at VMworld in Barcelona last year, and if you'd asked all the people in the room to stand up who contributed, it was like five guys in the corner, and Bill Bowman made this point that you know 1,600 people stood up. I mean, these are the people who contributed to GitHub. People are actually deploying this stuff. They're actually going out there. They're showing their secret source, and they're going out there and doing it. And Red Hat's part of it. We're very, we're relevant. Yeah, I mean, I think it even snuck up on us, to be honest. You wish you could say you could forecast what technology is going to be relevant and, and where the community is going to flock and crowdsource, but you really kind of don't. And so I think we sat on the sidelines for a year with OpenStack. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, as that year went over, it was just like, Wow this thing's really happening. This really is the second coming of Linux. And it's when we sort of jumped in, not just with both feet, you know, the whole body. But you seem to have garnered this little troop of leprechauns who are helping you develop OpenStack as Padraig and Mark and David. <laughs> I, I've done podcasts with these guys. It you know, almost feels like I'm 
sometimes recording a sitcom. I've got. Do you know recording a podcast with Mark and Dave is impossible because I spend more time mixing it because their voices are so soft. It takes me ten minutes to record it and an hour and a half to edit it. I dread doing it. I really do. You know what? I think that the the, the funny thing you say is their voice is soft, and I think that sort of reflects on the people that they are. Sure. Super smart, super humble. The guys that just sort of. Can't, can't even believe that we're allowing them to get involved in this thing, let alone, you know, they're getting paid for it. It's but, really But Mark, Mark McLaughlin's looked, looked to by many people as a god last week, I've noticed. I mean, he's a smart guy, married to a tax attorney. I mean, come on, <laughs> got to be that intelligent. But seriously, the, the, if you look at how he's marshaled his contributions, and he's only been involved for less than two years. Yeah, that's crazy. He had, he had the first patch at Red Hat, you know, that made its way into, into OpenStack, and he's just... I mean, he's he's the mentor, right? He's the how you do it thing in terms of a community developed model, not just for for Red Hat, for the industry. It was really weird. We were over at Fosdem together in Brussels about six or eight weeks ago, and Mark was giving one of the keynotes, and I felt so old because Fosdem was twelve this year, and I gave the opening keynote back in two thousand and one with Jeremy Allison and Richard Stallman, and here I was passing the mantle to Mark, yeah. and he he had a packed auditorium. And he held it in the palm of his hands, talking about Red Hat technologies. But more importantly than just talking about Red Hat, talking about community and talking about OpenStack and OpenStack being bigger than any one contributing party. Well, you know what? I can feel Mark blushing from here already. You know, Tough. just for the more talk about him, he hates happening. Let alone put his picture up. But, but here's a guy too that sort of it wasn't about technology or sort of domain expertise. Here's mm-hmm. a guy that did this in GNOME, right? Yeah. And so it was like what sort of carried with him was the community collaboration model. And he carried that into a completely different type of technology project. Yeah, he's a smart cookie. But I also saw a lot of people talking to us on the booth last week, pleased that we were at the party because... I don't want to use the word maturity because maybe that comes across as being slightly rude because we're not just bringing maturity to Red Hat uh, to, to OpenStack, but what we are bringing is real-life experience of doing this in the data center down and dirty for the last decade. Yeah, I think that's true. I think we got to be careful that... You know, there's sort of there's this fine line of sort of leading and arrogance. Yeah, of course there and, is. And I think that's something that I worry about every day. Well, you made it completely clear in your keynote that, that it wasn't about Red Hat saying we are the chief contributor, we're here to take over the party. Right. We're not at all, not by any stretch of the imagination. It's not about the number of commits, yeah. it's the quality. Of the and commits. that is an internal truth, and I think yeah. it's something that we all really believe in. Yeah, and you know, I would like other companies who remain nameless to at least show their, their, their hands and their cards because I tell you what, if you don't, you're holding back. If you're not contributing, you're holding back. You know, I think it's very Darwinian, though. I think the companies that do that aren't going to have a meaningful position in this thing. Why would you do it after watching the open source community for the last 15 years? Why would you put 130 guys in a room giving pizza on code when you've got 10,000 in the community <laughs> producing better code? At the end of the day, someone's going to have to do a diff and make this stuff work together. I don't, I don't think you can sit on the sidelines and watch this thing and understand how it really works. But how people many, are. But how many times have you – But because they don't understand it. So you don't really understand community developed model unless you sort of you know jump all in and live it. And so the companies that are sort of sat on the sidelines and will write books about this thing that don't really understand the power of it. And so they're the ones that sort of had this differentiated strategy. And I don't think those are going to work long haul. On, on the first day of the ODS summit, you saw people sort of dancing very nervously around each other, but then beer flowed in the evening, and then they had the Sousa guys and the Rack Space guys, and everyone starting to trust each other. But I think the heroes that came out of last week were the Heat guys. Yeah, yeah. They, they almost got me into trouble because we, we flew via Vancouver, 
and um, they took me to the bar and then no one updated the flight boards and they called us literally as the plane was about to oh, take no, off. We had to run. I, I mean, geeks were not the most, you know, you should have seen geeks running through Vancouver Airport. It looked like we were all on, on the special That's radar. Funny. It is. A, it's a hard group to hang with, isn't it? Well, uh, but the Heat guys came out with a lot of plausibility because of all the AWS stuff, but also all the templating they're doing. Um, everything seems, it seems to be like this, you know, ball of mass that everything's starting to sort of like stick to is heat as big as sort of OpenStack is there's just like a microcosm inside it that's yeah, sort of yeah. gravitating with the heat and the 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 most ironic part about that to me is that you like to think that all these smart people and product managers got together and said let's go build this thing it didn't, it happen, didn't happen that way happen. at all it was yeah. Stephen Dake one guy in New York that just decides he's going to do this yeah. thing he's like wow I heard <laughs> I overheard a conversation on an escalator at the conference center between the top of the escalator and the bottom escalator that would almost solve the world's solve the world's problems in a data center. We're talking about thermal imaging patches and all this. Stuff. Crazy. I was thinking, Christ, in, ten years ago there were thirty guys in a room trying to solve this stuff, and now they're just saying, "Oh, you can get this tarball, put it into Git, and it'll just run." The the inbound requests we have around that, the inbound requests that are coming in, this is how people don't understand the model. Yeah, from large corporations, you know, even companies like Rackspace that are involved in OpenStack say. How can we get involved with the heat? And how can we come work with you? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of ironic when you think about you don't even have to make the you don't even have to pick up the phone. No, you don't. Right, you just got to show up. And the RDO thing, I mean, that's a very brave show of a hand to do it. It just makes sense. I don't think it's. I don't think though. There's this gap, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, our whole model depends on this healthy upstream collaboration. We get that. Talk about that probably far too long, but it's something we're passionate about. Yep. And we get the subscription model. But there's a big gap in between those two things, right? If you can't get the technology in the hands of masses, and, and I mean millions, then how do you actually support a collaborative model? Because you need to hear from the users, right, to, to go the right direction. And then that actually feeds a base of you know business relationships. And that gap was there, and, I, and we're hoping that RDO fills that in a very unadulterated way. I was sitting with Dave Neary on Tuesday and Wednesday last week, and he was just sitting looking at statistics and the number of people who'd signed up for an account on RDO, and it's just like, you can't keep this up. <laughs> You're going to be here 24 hours a day, seven days yeah. a week, getting excited. Yeah. But the amount of work that's gone into making the whole uh, openstack.redhat.com and the glue behind it, you know, it's real kudos to the guys. Yeah, and the boulders they had to bust along the way to get yeah. there, too, as you can imagine. No, I know all about them. My phone was ringing. <laughs> okay, well, Brian, it's been great having you on a podcast. I'm not going to hold you. You've got a flight to get to, hey, but thanks, I've been Richard. waiting to do this. Thanks for that. Cheers, man.